0: We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our Emergency Freedom Alerts for November 7th, 2022. We're going to now really be talking a lot about the, really the COVID kill shots. And um, I know I've done a ton of studies, but it's just like the information that keeps coming out regarding it. We're just learning layers and layers and layers on the on the evil that these shots represent. I mean, it's just so mind blowing. The the title of this is the Sin Bio Borgification. The Borg was on like, I don't know, I think the second derivation of Star Trek where it was one of the enemies they faced, the Borg. And it was like this alien life form that was, um, I think it was part like it was like a cyborg. It was part biological in part machine. And their whole goal was to assimilate other um, life forms, other civilizations so that they could be act in a parasitical way and um, um, essentially, feed off and benefit from the assimilation of other life forms and so this is called the sin symb- the sin bio or borgification infiltration of the human race it's way beyond infertility and depopulation humans are hosting a nanoscale computational platform radioactive cesium 131 137 is in the shot and some satanic reasons for the purple streetlights showing up on the roadways, which we've talked about that, but it's becoming more obvious why they're, why those things are showing up. The movie, The Matrix, is the template for what the forces of evil are trying to implement. Synbio means synthetic biology. If a corporation develops a gene-altering technology that gets injected into your body and permanently alters your chromosomes to be something other than fully human, and and is that why the Bible says in Daniel, they, meaning some other, some other uh, entity, shall mingle themselves with the seed of men? That they, ha- it, it cannot be the seed of men. It cannot be humans doing that because it says they, some other entity shall mingle themselves with the seed of men but they shall not cleave and that word cleave means to aptly fit to fit well the way it's the the meaning of it in the king james bible at least so i I do think that the kill shots have underperformed on what they were hoping for and does this harken back to genesis 6 that jesus christ warned us that as it was in the days of noah genesis 6 so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man main thing going to genesis 6 was fallen angels procreated with women bore them a race of giants that word the underlying hebrew words nephilim the fallen ones they were hybrids they mingled themselves with the seed of men in genesis 6 And it got so bad there, God had to hit the reset button, wipe out the whole planet, save the eight people on the ark and the animals. That's how bad it got there. So I think the second go-around that Jesus warned us about, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave. And the book of Daniel talks about that. It's not going as well as it did in Noah's day. But they're also, their methods and means of Defiling humanity is far far more advanced and greater and than anything I think that was ever hoped for in Noah's day they didn't they didn't have to worry about Noah's Day it was all on the open essentially it was just imposing their will in the environment that we're in now the devils had to be more um, more subtle so. I'll just read that last line again. Synbio means synthetic biology. If a corporation develops a gene-altering technology that gets injected into your body and permanently alters your chromosomes to be something other than fully human, they have turned you into a part-synthetic organism, which is also a cyborg. You're part machine, part human. Um, We've warned a lot about that. Under existing U.S. law and court precedent, that corporation may have an intellectual property claim on your physical body. Yeah, because their patented product is inside you. And they claim ownership to that patented product. You agreed in one way, shape, or form or another. Now, I understand children and those that it was forced on. That's, But I'm talking about the the people that rolled up their sleeves and were proud to get their kill shots. And even the ones that weren't. They may have an intellectual property claim on your physical body, which would make you a slave to that corporation, potentially. A legal war is being fought right now to determine whether the messenger RNA injections, these COVID kill shots, that alter human chromosomes, totally alters your DNA, confer intellectual property ownership rights of the organism to the corporation that invented the injection. Attorney Todd Callender is currently engaged in a legal battle in an effort to secure the status of self-ownership to your own body. A principle from which the entire philosophy of freedom springs. And in today's Situation Podcast, it's Mike Adams. I interview Todd Callender covering a sweeping range of truly shocking realizations surrounding the COVID jab, genetic alterations, and the Borgification of humanity. Most people aren't going to know what that means, but I just I tried to explain what the Borg is. From what I remember from like Star Trek. Okay, so let's go ahead and play some of this video.
1: All right, this is Mike Adams. And welcome to this interview, which I can already tell you is going to be truly astonishing, mind blowing. I have been trying to get this guest on. We had to reschedule once or twice. We got him back on today. He has done some of the most amazing interviews, he is courageous. He is making waves, exposing the truth, and he's got some lawsuits going right now against the vaccine industry that we're going to hear about. His name is Todd Callender. He's a practicing attorney. He was the first guy to sue the Department of Defense over the vaccine mandate. We're going to talk about transhumanism, vaccine activation, binary weapons, the whole thing, a corporate ownership of your genetic code, all of this. Mr. Callender, it's an honor to have you on. I'm a huge fan of the work that you're doing. Thank you for joining me today.
2: Yeah, the honor is really
1: mine. And thank you for the Herculean efforts to make it happen, Mike. Thank you. Well, we we are all doing our part, but you're doing more than most. And uh, I, I'd like to start with your lawsuit. That's that's right on the table right now. You've got a 10th yeah. a, a Circuit Court hearing coming up. So tell us about that and also how people can uh, pay attention to this or support your efforts to, to see justice served when it comes to these vaccines.
2: Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for the opportunity. The case is called Robert v. Austin. We filed it in the Colorado Federal District Court um, against the Department of Defense, Health and Human Services, and the FDA, all three of those defendants. Um, And immediately we filed a temporary restraining order, and after that a preliminary injunction trying to get this judge to stop the shots. It was the first case against the government regarding any of the mandates. Um, And after that, a lot of other really good people started filing suit as well. Ours got derailed right after my friend Tom Rents um, had taken some of our joint clients, military clients, including Dr. Long and Chambers and uh, Sigaloff Mark Bishaw. They were whistleblowers in the military, and they had accessed independently and provided the epidemiological uh, evidence called DMET to us. Um, so Tom and them went and saw Senator Johnson. The next day, our case got dismissed. The DOD did not want that to come in, and that being an 1,100% um, all-cause morbidity mortality increase in, um, in in the numbers for the military in 2021 over 2020. You know, you, you can't you can't run away from 1,100%. Um, but that's exactly what happened. They dismissed our case. We appealed it to the Senate Circuit Court of Appeals, and um, that's where we sit today. We've got a hearing theoretically coming up. on on the 18th of November, and I say theoretically because there's a a pending motion to dismiss. The DOJ does not want this case to get there, and and there are a lot of reasons, but the primary one that that I'm concerned about is the transhumanist uh, portion of this. So we found um, in in the process of our case that the informed consent rights weren't being observed because the DoD wasn't um, operating under the FDA's investigational new drug rules. They were operating under the genetic modification rules, which is separately regulated by the HHS and allows them to have a lesser informed consent um, requirement or burden. And so part of that led me to, that research led me to things like the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, the NASA Langley Research, where in 2001, um, our own government decided that it'd be great to publish you know, something about super soldiers that they now call Borg, or have been calling Borg since 2001, oh. and we stumbled oh. along the evidence that should- They're sh- calling them Borgs,
0: the super soldiers, that's neat.
2: that um, use of these shots does make in vivo, in vitro, I should say, um, genetic modification that is happening in real time, not, not future generations. And as such, there's a U.S. Supreme Court case already on this subject matter It's called uh, Molecular Pathology versus Myriad Genetics. It's a 2013 Supreme Court case, and and it holds the use of mRNA to effectuate gene modification results in the synthetic product, right? The result from that genetic modification belonging to the patent holders. So when you look back at the patents on these shots, Moderna and Pfizer, both mRNA shots – um, where do those patents lead? Corporations, you said that correctly. It's my sense that um, in part these patents actually lead all the way back to Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. What? There's some big play. I'm not joking.
1: <laughs> there, there's a not. link
2: I could not guess. Kid you not. So we, we don't have the full understanding. There are so many patents on this subject matter. In fact, if you were to look up the NIH, you would find that there is actually a division of the NIH called the SynBio Division. SynBio is short for synthetic biology, synthetic biological um, entities. I mean, it's exactly what I'm talking about, use of gene modification technologies to create a synthetic biological product. You can think of Monsanto and their corn. Well, by today, you know, it's relatively old technology. Most everything we're eating these days, and you know this probably better than anybody, is, is some form of a SynBio food um, and when you juxtapose that to the the goal of the enterprise, the, the owners of this world, as I call them, their mission is to genetically modify every plant and animal species on the planet for the purpose of spiting God. Yep. We are the last species, really, in this whole process. They've already generally genetically modified it, everything we eat, plants around, mosquitoes, you name it. Um, there's a, a piece of law. It's the... Um, is so the healy act memories no sorry leahy act came out in 2011 said you don't get to genetic, genetically uh, register you don't get them to uh, patent humans but it, having said that it doesn't count as towards patents that have already happened and a lot of these patents that i'm talking about actually happened prior to 2011 so the, the question in front of the court is are these people that got the shots human have they are they a new species and Either way, are they owned by the patent holder? And then third, um, if they are a new species and belong to somebody else in violation of our 13th Amendment, that's the anti-slavery amendment, what rights do they enjoy? Are, are they humans for purposes of the law? If somebody were to kill one of these synthetic biohumans, is that a, is that a homicide? Are they protected by that? And, and my concern is the answer is is no. They may not be. Contemplated
1: by the law, and were protected by the law which, at this very moment. Which means also then governments could round these people up. That's right. Right? So they could That's use right. them, they could use them as a food source, frankly, uh, sure. because they would be treated like cattle. But That's right. let me back up a second, and I know you, as an attorney, will appreciate the power of this point, which is that every single person consented to these. I mean, every person that had the injection actually did consent. Now, under the law and laws of uh, ownership and experimental medicine and so on, that consent is a necessary component to the claims that would be made by these corporations, is it not? Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Ha- having said that, coercion and fraud can
2: can play a role in that. Sure. And fraud normally will vitiate that consent. Um, however, the, the DoD seemingly did apply. Um, the appropriate standard in terms of form, informed consent as it relates to genetic engineering, which is effectively none. It's whether or not people knew or could have known that these were gene modification agents, and Moderna never ran from that, and um, Pfizer said, yeah, we're, we're going to create synthetic spike protein. So, you know, pe- to your point, right, people maybe actually did consent from a, from a legal perspective, however, um, creating you know, ownership rights in people violates our 13th Amendment of Absolutely. our Constitution. And it was written broadly. The 13th Amendment doesn't say this is to protect people. It doesn't say we're this is to protect homo sapiens. This is it's to protect parties. So that's a pretty broad definition of who it might apply to. And that's my point, that, that everybody needs to be covered by this.
1: Uh, well, sure, yeah. But I'm shocked that uh, how much, for example, Moderna placed patents on its website, Yep. forward links to patents. And it, it was in fact some of those patents are so shocking, as we've both seen with the, the research of people like Karen Kingston, that you wonder why did they put these patents on their website? And you have to think, part of the reason is so they could claim they disclose all of this. Yeah. That's and right. then you look at the FDA, well, when when more people keep dying and the lawsuits of those deaths reach some point after perhaps, you know, surviving uh, motions to dismiss. The FDA is simply going to say, well, we told you it was experimental. It was emergency use authorization. We told yeah. you it was not approved. You decided to participate in the experiment. I can see that happening, too.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think we've got a really good argument against that. So you might have seen, it was some months ago, that the Coast Guard flew in these bottles of, of what they called Recomernati, and they represented to to the Coast Guard service members that these were actually licensed. Uh, right. <laughs> that the, right. And they were not. These were the European manufactured version of Comirnaty that had been licensed in Europe substantially prior, in fact, really licensed. The The, the biological application is what got approved in the United States. In any event, these things weren't manufactured in accordance with good manufacturing practices anyway, because that was waived. The point is, we have superb evidence of fraud, at least as it relates to the, the service members in the DOD, or, or DHS, because that's where Coast Guard... But no.
0: Okay, I, I went ahead a little bit. I mean, the, the interview's over an hour, and I, I just can't play the whole thing, but I fast-forwarded ahead a little bit, and we'll play this clip now.
1: Now, okay, in addition to all of this that's going on, in previous interviews that you've done, you've referred to... The possibility of 5G broadcasts, uh, certain frequencies and and, and certain patterns that might influence or alter uh, the response of some elements that either were in the vaccine or were self-assembled in people's bodies in response to the instructions in the vaccine. Could you speak to that, please?
2: Yeah, there's a lot to speak to uh, in that regard. When you sue the DOD and you have a few hundred thousand plaintiffs, you also get a whole lot of whistleblowers. And they came out of the woodwork, not just the DOD, but the government generally, and and really from all over the world. And so we started getting all kinds of information about how this really works. Um, In in the latest research, it might be easier to work backwards. What we came to find is that there's a critical component to both 5G and the way that the the shots genetically modify people, and that is – the ingredient cesium one three seven, um, as we've come to find, what? it is the. I'm That's not joking. Radioisotope. It, the, yes, it sure is. That's right. It's a man-made radioisotope, and it's apparently in all of us because we've been uh, eating it. We've been receiving in our water, drinking it, and we've been breathing it in through our, our nostrils. It is
0: closely monitored by the UN, the WHO. Now, our- I'm going to. I'm going to show you numerous ways where you can bind this stuff up and get rid of it. So it's not just coming from the shots, okay. But we've been they they've most likely been introducing this into our systems through various means, chemtrails and these other water food, for for decades. Okay. So it's even if you don't believe it's in the shots, you're getting exposed to it. And all the different various and sundry chemicals and most likely different forms of radiation that are out there um with intent to kill um i'm going to go over some ways that you can do now i have kind of done that in the past i'm going to give more of a cliff note version after this part on on how to deal with that
2: Uh, and the um, national uh, radiological commission I think that's what it's called. In any event, the NRC, who, who follows you know radiation exposure, and throughout this whole thing, since 1957, actually, they've been monitoring cz 137 levels. What we came to find is that when DARPA created the hydrogel, that's the key ingredient that has luciferase in it. In the Moderna shots, it's called SM-102. Look it up. It's highly toxic. The safety data sheets say that. In fact, they say— So they're
0: putting loose luciferase. They're not— some of the shots that are not calling it lucifer he said sm 102 or whatever uh but it's it's in these shots which again lucifer the word lucifer means light bringer it was satan's original name and this is why there's this um <clears throat> uh, component to it that is actually and i i, I will not be able to get to it today but There's a lot more to speak on with this whole luciferase component of the shots and and on ways that they can know if you've gotten the shots uh, via the luciferase, whereas you won't be able to use some kind of faked vaccine passport because they're going to be able to, and they're already doing this, it turns out, they're already scanning people in different parts, different airports, mostly overseas, to find out if they've actually taking the shot because you can't fake that. You, You can't fake it with a vaccine passport. There's actual physiological things that they will pick up on thermal imaging that will show them that.
2: If it comes in contact with your skin, it's fatal. Nonetheless, this is an ingredient inside the shot's yeah, luciferase, cesium-137, and a variety of other um, pig lated materials that effectively wrap these things in fat so that they can slip past our, our body's natural immunity. Right. Um, cesium-137 is necessary because it acts as a um, transistor when it binds to um, living matter, living tissue, and it also acts as an amplifier. So there is quite a bit of research and evidence to suggest that after it bonds with the, the tissue, um, it amplifies as much as thousand percent. So one of the uh, pieces of data I sent you is, is called the EPCR, and we found this um, in the uh, original phase one, two, and three clinical study the military did on forty four thousand service members and their family. That was the basis for the granting of the emergency use authorization by the FDA. Was that study? And in that study, they used something called the InTouch E diary. Uh, to track the results of the shots in, in those people. And, and by the way, you and I both know there is no such thing as a phase one, two, and three trial, right? Not in humans, but that's what they did. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> that should show you how, what, how farcical it is. And in any of um, that, once the materials are delivered into the body and they bind, right? There's a good graphene hydroxide, that's cesium 137, uh, and a variety of other components in, in the hydrogel. Once that happens, the body starts sending out signals. It becomes an antenna, a transistor, and an amplifier, um, insomuch that one gigahertz of energy input or signal produces a terahertz out. So this this e-diary, the EPCR unit, can be a cell phone, as it was in that particular case. It could be a watch. And it's really gathering data from inside your body just as no... That's her-
0: exactly what I warned about. And, I mean, it wasn't just my, obviously, my research. It was that the 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 nanotech um when it combines with this hydrogel and this cesium 137 which i i i'm assuming it's some type of he said it was an amplifier more like a power source i mean if you think what is a what is a nuclear reactor it runs off radioactive types of material it's amplifying the signals it's allowing most likely the nanotech which is combining with the graphene oxide and the hydrogels and all the other garbage that they've got in the shot all the the um, parasite the um, mechanical parasites that we've talked about well i don't know if i'll be able to get to it today i've got so much to go over um we'll be able to interface then with your smartwatch, your smartphone 5g base stations you know those types of things and you'll be able to get up to updates you won't know they're occurring and this nanotech the more shots you get the longer that goes on it's i believe it's building in the bodies we've we've got proof of that that these um the nanotech in the shots build visual proof of that now again i don't know if i'll be able to get to it today but um you can see it in real time under microscopic slides uh, a doctor actually did that he did a time uh, like a time lapse type of thing anyway um it's all that I warn about. That you're, you're, you. They're installing an operating system, like your computer has an operating system. That's what these shots are. It is an operating system. To ultimately, and progressively turn you into a cyborg. And not only that, it's deleting genes. It's modifying your own DNA, so you're not fully human anymore either. And it's turning you into a cyborg that can be ultimately most likely controlled via the 5g the graphene oxide setting up and in these other components are setting up systems in the brain it has a high affinity for the brain tissue and only god knows where this is going to end but it's it's not a good not a good thing obviously as you can see
3: already
2: talks about now we can spy on you from the inside
1: let let me let me jump in here with a bunch of questions you just opened up this massive uh, uh, schrodinger's box of of questions so you were just talking about a frequency shift right there um uh gigahertz to terahertz but first that's right uh, cesium-137 you mentioned this is essentially a potentiator but it is a potentiator of what exactly and and let me preface that by saying I know as a, as a nutritionist in this area, cesium tends to follow the pathways of potassium in the body. Yes, that's right. That's right? right. So wherever potassium goes, which is the cell membranes, yeah. then cesium right. would replace the potassium. So the cesium would be sitting on the outside of the cell membranes, essentially functioning as a potentiated gatekeeper to allow other things to penetrate the cell walls. Is that, is that what you're saying?
2: That, I don't know about whether it's penetrating the cell wall other than for the purpose of electronic signals. Um, I, I think I think that, however, penetrating the cell wall for purposes of the lipid nanoparticles was already handled by virtue of the HIV proteins that were put into the, the oh, shots. Right, right. And the polyethylene so, the, the glycol. Yeah, polyethylene gly- glycol. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, I've done
0: just can polyethylene glycol. Um, PEG, I've done studies on that, how wicked that is. They put those in the vaccines and the shots and all kind of foods. He talked about the HIV. There's HIV inserts. I've talked about that quite a bit um, in the shots that it ultimately sets you up to for AIDS, HIV, as well. Uh, it's progressively deleting genes that um, deal with your immune system. Taylor has friend she's known since high school and he never had any any immune system problems at all he was healthy as a horse never got sick and now all he's just sick constantly and i'm talking then then he had a, a an episode the other not too long ago where he uh had a severe cardiac like a myocarditis type of issue he was in the hospital for days on that you know it's it's normal for like a you know a 27 year old to have that happen with no prior history and that type of thing and and he's just constantly sick now and and um has all types of weird stuff going on and he probably won't be around for more than you know maybe a year or two if he lives that long and this is how these shots are designed to be they're designed to progressively kill you and ideally for the medical system for the medical cartels to kill you in such a way where along the way they're making the maximum amount of money off your demise because then that feeds into their profit model and the reoccurring revenue model
2: one way or another the answer is they were able to slip the lipid nanoparticles into people's cells and reprogram them uh, reprogram them either use adenovirus vectors or mrna Either way, that that reprogramming, that genetic alteration did happen, and we know that. It's, it, we have evidence of it. For, for example, in the six-month post-marketing study that, that Pfizer was forced to release, right, that came out of a FOIA action, um, you would note that there were 1,291 serious adverse events of special interest, the number one of which is the 1P36 gene deletion syndrome. And by the way, there are other gene deletion problems that are listed in that 1,291 series adverse events. Mm-hmm.
0: Means- I mean, they're, they're literally listed in their patents, their gene deletion. You know, I don't think people were given fully informed consent of genes that were going to be deleted out of their body so that they're not maybe fully human or that it's deleting genes relating to your immune system so you're progressively going to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And have to go to the hospital more and more and more until you're just dead.
2: In addition to the 20 that they already listed, these are the new ones. Um, 1p316 deletion is a, a congenital disease. You're born with it. And yet, this is the number one side effect mm. of the shots. So we know that the gene deletion is happening in the people after they received it. It's not a function of passing it on to the kids. That may actually happen as well, but we know that there is in vitro gene modification, gene alteration happening, Um, and, and that by itself is evidence enough and sufficient to demonstrate that because that's the test that we're facing in our case. Can we prove that mRNA resulted in gene modification? The answer is, yeah, we can prove that. Now the question is whether the synthetic product belongs to somebody else, and is right. it a new species?
1: <laughs> no, uh, another, <laughs>
0: It's not too satanically criminal. I mean, you know, none of this is really too satanically criminal. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? I mean, you know, the fact that we're even having to talk about this, and that these devils straight from the pit of hell are actually walking free in society and acting like they have the moral high ground and you know it's just it's it's pretty tough to wrap your head around and even comprehend
1: that becomes obvious in this if if you're saying that cesium-137 is part of this it is it it, the, the the decay of that radioisotope yeah which I believe decays to 134 and then 133, but I'm I'm just going from memory on that. Um, that would be detectable, right? So That's, yes, And and maybe it's such a low level that it couldn't be detected with, let's say, a consumer grade Geiger counter. But with a precision medical uh, scanner, that decay sure. could be detected, which means they have a, they would have a way to scan for the presence of who's been vaccinated and who yes. hasn't been, yeah. without even requiring any other so, test. That's exactly right. So, two ways. Number one, they're picking up 16 digit MAC
2: addresses
0: from people because it's of. 12 digit, just so and he got, he was offered uh, by four numbers there, but it's the 12 digit alphanumeric code that is inherent in every, and it's a different code that's inherent in every single kill shot. We've talked about this, the, the Bluetooth component. Certain phones can actually pick up where you'll do Bluetooth scanning of a given room, and all of a sudden, You've got, and and these are places where okay, let's say you you see Bluetooth devices you recognize, and then all of a sudden there's this slew, depending on how many people are there, of twelve-digit alphanumeric codes, of unidentified addresses, and they're all alphanumeric, meaning they're part part number, part letter, and it's like, what's this on my phone? What are all these devices it, it's saying? You know, and then if you try to connect to them, I, I think you have to have a password, and no, you know nobody knows that. I have a whole file on that that, that that is just all the documentation proving that that is the case. So, I mean, it, it is an operating system that's being installed. Yes. Uh,
2: and then, secondarily, the uh, the quantum micro dot Lucifer rays, you know, under black light, you can see who yeah. got shot and who didn't. Right. And one of the reasons why you see those stupid. Get,
0: get a black light or, or one of the little, even the little um, uh, handheld black lights. I mean, I just went up on on eBay, and I keyed in handheld blacklight, and I mean they're not they're not expensive. You can get two here. I mean they're really sturdy. They, they're like metal encased and everything. You could use it even for self defense. Two for seven ninety nine with free shipping. LED flashlight blacklight. Don't shine it in your eyes. It's you know it's LED, and I'm not real wild about LED, but. Um, 395 nanometers inspection lamp torch there's one you can buy here for just uh uh, 589 um they're they're cheap they're cheap and you can take that and if you know people uh that took the kill shot get them into a darker environment dark room being preferable and then shine shine the light on the back of their hand those are the those are the videos i've seen and if you see those veins light up if you see those veins phosphoresce on the back of their hand that is one of the ways they're being scanned i now Grin, thermal imagery in, a, in an airport which is the one video i saw is different it's actually showing that the forehead and the and the arm that they got the injection in is tends to be lighting up it, meaning it's it tends to show a higher heat signature and um that's different than a black light. Now they could use a black light to scan people, but I don't think that, that I think that would way freak people out. If you're being scanned under thermal imagery and walk through an airport, you're not even aware it's happening. If somebody puts up now granted, they could put a black light on an area, and I think that's part of what the purple lights are about. Now granted we're gonna look at the other component here as well on the street lights. I think that's also potentially a way where they're going to be able to see people and, and maybe have checkpoints and all you have to do is drive under the light and they'll be able to tell whether you've been vaccinated or not no no vaccine forged passport now i understand we're far away from that right now in America at least other parts of the world not so much though we're not in that mode at this point but they want to know you've got the operating system installed so i would encourage my listeners to go out and buy these black lights and try it. Now, if it doesn't if it if you've got somebody that's covid vaxed and you do it and nothing happens. Do it on at least 5 if, if you can, the more people the better and see if any cuz I don't know how long they're going to phosphoresce. A lot of the people that have put up videos on the internet, I think they had just got the shot. Just like people that were magnetic for a, 2 or 3 days, then all of a sudden, well now I'm not magnetic anymore or or maybe 2 or 3 weeks they're not magnetic anymore meaning the shot, the magnetic component of the shot has dissipated into the body and now they're not magnetic anymore, okay? It just means that it's penetrated into all different parts of the area and you can't detect the magnetism. I suspect that same scenario might be true for luciferase, but then again, maybe not. Maybe that's going to phosphoresce forever. And it also may, might depend on how many shots you got. And if you did any detox, because what if you're doing a ton of NAC, the, the N-acetylcysteine, which is like the main, or in fulvic acid, and in, in those types of things to really detox the stuff out of you. Does that have a bearing? There's a, in other words, there's a lot of things that can be affected, but I would like to get feedback from my listeners because um, I want to see more on this. And to me, this seems so easy to do. All you've got to do is spend, you know, six bucks to get one of these black lights or eight bucks to get two really high quality ones and test some family members if they let you. I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, I'm, I bet you they'd want to maybe know, maybe, maybe not. Don't, don't like try to coerce anybody, but if somebody's willing to do it, you know, and, and then if, if it doesn't show back positive, that doesn't, you know, like I said, there's, there's variables, there's factors here at play. So I don't know what you're going to find. All I can say is I've seen enough compelling evidence for, for me to think that the, this luciferase component is going to be one of the ways they identify the people that have taken the shot and the ones that have not taken the shot. All right, let's go back to the video here.
2: Lights, the, you know, the blue ones that are supposed to be street lights. There are multiple reasons for them. Number one of which is exposure
0: of those lights to... Um, okay, to now be- we're talking about those. It's not blue, it's like there's really dark purple lights you've seen pop up in the streets. Yeah, you've seen those um what is that about well i've heard it's that when they have checkpoints and those purple lights are random those are places that cops can go and all you have to do is basically drive by the cops and they'll be able to tell whether you've had the in you know the kill shot or not now he's going to get into a different component of that of those street lights um where that may be a factor. So
2: streetlights, there are multiple reasons for them. Number one of which is exposure of those lights to, um, people that have been vaxxed apparently creates, according to our experts, a 500% increase in the environment, um, for compatibility with bacterial growth, meaning that the hydrophilic bonds are already being broken by the EMF and by the introduction of, of these materials. The blue light creates a 500% better environment for microbes to to live there.
0: Okay, so they would want you to to drive under those at night, even if you're briefly exposed, because it's going to create a 500% increase in in, uh, bacterial growth, meaning your your immune system is already being deleted. Okay. Well, they want to kill you off quicker, so the more of those purple lights they can put around people, uh, put around on the streets, the more you pass under them, the more it's increasing the bacterial growth, you know, and it's, it's not like, you know, um, if you accuse anybody, obviously they're going to say, Oh, what are you crazy? No, it's just that we ran out of the one type of bulb or, or this is because the bulbs degrade or whatever lame excuse I've seen them put. I mean, I've, I've seen them run news reports. I've played the news reports on my broadcast before. There's a, there's another reason behind that. And I think it's twofold. I think it's this 500% increase. And then also, they'll be able to identify, because I believe it does act, I mean, it looks like a black light, kind of. I mean, that's what a black light kind of has that purple hue to it. Could it be both those reasons?
2: biological so so there's there's dual purposes but those blue lights when people walk under them you can see visibly mm-hmm. you know whether or not they've been vaxxed or not and i i think our friend hope and Tavon just okay so
0: he's saying under under that and again they're, they're purple but under those lights you can see if they've been vaxxed or not and i think those are the videos that you're seeing and that and that's with with the people that are buying the little black lights okay and the the ones I've seen online, they're using the cheapest little black light they can use. I mean, it's like one LED, and it's like this time. The ones they're selling on eBay, you can buy two for eight bucks. I mean, it's got like multiple black lights. I think it, you you'd get a much better, probably more accurate, um, thing, uh, an accurate uh, result. And you can you can check people for yourself
2: something about that people going through the borders and, and, and the border inspectors knowing that their vax
0: cards were, were forged. So, right. I mean, this is so fascinating yeah. because. If, so he if, was mentioning it where people were trying to go through the borders. I don't know if it's Mexico, America, whatever. And they, they had, they had the, the evidently those purple lights right there. And they knew, right. Just as they were coming up to the thing, if they had been vaxed and if, if they um had it been vaxed, now, granted, I don't know if this is the borders in uh, Eastern Bloc countries that I've heard about as well, where they're doing it in the airports, and I, I, I will try to play that video at some point. I just might not be this week. Um, it'd be a simple, super, super simple way where they could say, "Oh, you're driving up. Oh, here's my vaccine passport. Okay, why, why aren't you? Uh, why isn't your 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 hand in your injection site in your arm in your forehead? Why isn't that lighting up?" It should be lighting up because you're under this this dark light essentially and if you got the covid kill shot injection with the luciferase you should be phosphorescent you, you should be lighting up like a christmas tree so we know you didn't take the shot so we know this vaccine passport is bogus you go straight to jail that's what they're actually doing in these eastern Bloc countries and there's a gentleman that's over there right now that can't i believe he can't even get home because he didn't take the shot they won't let him through the airport checkpoints and he's you know so i'll try to get to that at some point maybe next week
1: i've seen companies are using cesium 137 that is a highly regulated material yes. by the the nuclear regulatory commission right and, and it's who also considered it? a material to be used in dirty bombs that's
2: exactly right. And, and who created it? DARPA created hydrogel.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And, and the other part of this I didn't say and I need to say it is that it's a, it's an integral and essential part of 5G. The, the decay, what you just talked about, is the essential part of it. Cesium-137 is what they use for the atomic clock. Why? Because it degrades at exactly one atom per second. Right. And it's measurable like that. In order to make it possible for 5G to work – It's all got to be timed exactly in real time, effectively quantum time, right? Spooky action at a distance Mm -hmm. kind of time. And in order for that to work with the bodies, it all has to be in perfect timing. And cesium-137 is the secret ingredient. And you're absolutely right. It's, uh, It's, It's
0: integral for 5G to work. So it's an integral component of the kill shot in order to interface with the 5G and that operating system they have installed in you
1: savannah river um where they're they're keeping close track of this and the the half-life of this is about i believe 29 years so Maybe. in other words it will last a lifetime for most people i so thought the half-life was
2: 80 but you could be right
1: i'm pretty sure it's 29 to 30 years we can look that up while okay. we're talking but um sure. whereas you know iodine 131 a half-life is only like six or seven days right so they need something that would last a lot longer if they're going to track people And so, cesium one thirty seven fits that bill, but it's also rapid enough so there is decay that's measurable, because you know some some isotopes of uranium are so slow might take millions of years, which means it's not really doing much of anything. Oh, here it is. Half life thirty point zero five years. Thirty. Good. Thank you. Good. Good memory. Well, we're we're we're. We're trying to get all the numbers in here, but you have a good memory. What are you, what are you talking about? You, you, how, do you, how do you grasp all of this and keep it in your mind all at once? D- divine providence, frankly. <laughs> wow. All right. So then what about the – what do you think – well, so many questions. About the, the broadcast that could influence whatever tech yeah. this is, yeah. you believe they're waiting for a specific day to do that? I think um, we've seen it. You, know, you know, Already? I, I see, I,
2: Yeah, sure. Well, so for instance, you know, it must have been four months ago, certainly in the summertime when 12,000 cattle fall over dead all at the same time. How does that happen? True, right? Secondarily, and by the way, all those cows were vaxxed, so I come to understand, or at least given the hydrogel. um, Secondarily, more recently, I understand. In other
0: words, they could have been beta testing on that herd that were vaxxed, not necessarily the COVID vax, but with some vax with, you know, these components of hydrogel in them. And um, that was a beta test. Uh,
2: the Korean stampede wasn't a Korean stampede at all. People really? started falling over dead. Yeah, exactly. And it, I don't think it's it's really hard to find that out. There, we're sitting here watching people, even back to Wuhan, right? Um, funny enough, in 2019, on this very day, um, Wuhan turned on 10,000 5G transmitters. It was the first 5G exactly. city in the world, the first yes, smart right. city. And people started falling over dead. We yep. saw the videos, policemen policeman standing on the corner, and he falls over dead for no apparent reason. There are, are different reasons for that. Number one, we do know that 5G, at the 60 gigahertz signal, has op- oxygen absorption yes. properties. It actually can split the oxygen molecule from the nitrogen molecule and make mm-hmm. it impossible to uptake it. Right. So you could literally asphyxiate
0: people remotely. That so much- if you've noticed that, wow, I just don't have the wind I used to have. I, I'm having a hard to- harder time catching my breath look no further than 5G because it acts specifically on the oxygen molecule. And if you've been in an area where they're progressively turning on more and more and more 5G, that might be the very reason why all of a sudden, wow, my cardio is not what it used to be. Even though I'm doing cardio, it seems like I can do less and less and less. Well, that could be, you don't, you may not have to look any further than that.
2: We do know. We know that the 18 gigahertz signal will swell the lipid nanoparticles to a point where the, they'll release their contents. It's almost like payloads. a remote bomb and payloads. Right. And then we know there are other you know, um, frequencies from 1 gigahertz to 300 gigahertz that do different things. The active denial system the military uses, I guess, somewhere up by 96, 97 uh, gigahertz. So we've known for, since 76, at least, publicly, the military has been working on different frequencies from a half hertz all the way up to terahertz and all what those different frequencies do. They've been experimenting. All of a sudden, you know, you see 5G towers and cell, t- cell towers everywhere. Why is it that when everybody was locked down, the telecommunic- communications people putting 5G in all the public schools were essential workers? Right, why? Mm-hmm. This is a weapon system. Yes, exactly. They've installed
0: phased yeah. array. And thank you, President Trump, for doing your level best to get the maximum amount of 5G. And you bragged about it. He bragged about the 5G and all the, the jobs it was bringing and all that other garbage and all the stuff they did when we initially went into lockdown over the COVID scandemic thing. When all those, those white un, 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 um, unmarked vans were pulling into the back of schools and installing these big gigantic 5G arrays for the kiddies so that when they came back to school they would have a nice little kill grid set up, then you you interface that with the COVID kill shot that, you know, they want to try to force the kids to get as well, and then how that all works together.
2: Um, and, and by the way, in Wuhan, right after they, they turned on the attendance, and everybody started getting sick or dying, there 21 million Chinese gave up their 5G subscriptions or devices, 21 million of them. They figured it out. And here we are. Uh, you know, rushing into 5G. There are no safety standards for this. And if you talk to the SEC about it, they don't want to hear you. You know, Europe has got some standards, but the U.S. doesn't effectively have any other than what appear in OSHA. And that's to protect the workers from not being too close to a radiological
0: source. Beyond that... So i have warned about the 5G smartphones to not have them, if you can, if at all possible. And if that, to shield them when you're not using them, you know, like a when those ID stronghold things are... Those those wall those blocking wallets because I mean it's so bad for your health.
1: You and I have no protection. Yeah, you just mentioned too the phase array, um, excuse me, phase array antennas that are part yeah. of this. So that technology, the phase array antennas, this allows them two options: they can specifically target one individual by tracking yeah. their five G phone, or they can also do area effect broadcasts that hit everybody in a certain arc maybe a you know forty five degree arc or ninety degree arc. But those the thing about those phase array antennas is they can also simultaneously maintain hundreds of specific targeted attacks at yeah. different individuals at the same time without yeah. having to physically move anything around. That's I mean that is exotic technology right there. And and for a weapon system it's perfect for them.
2: I think it's worse. My understanding again going back to learned experts, which I am not we have people who are who – tell me that uh, three places to the left of the decimal in terms of our, our genetic description when it's digitized, three number places to the to – sorry, to the right of, of the decimal point, they can track everybody's individual genome. That It is possible through the PCR test that they gathered um, everybody's genetic information, digitized it, mm-hmm. and then they could actually target
0: – One the, of the goals of those PCR bogus tests – which you know gave you all the false positive rates. Not only was it to implant hydrogel and nanotech in your body, um, but it was also to gather. It was DNA gathering. They were they were for their for their global databases. That's big big reason they they um, the PCR tests were instituted as well.
2: People individually or as groups, a a holotype, for example. Um, so not just taking out areas, taking out groups of people, or taking out individuals.
1: So then, and I know you're aware of this, but to our audience, remember the swabbing and the swabbing yeah. of everybody was sent to Chinese laboratories yes, it was. for genetic analysis. So, how does that link into all of this, Mr. Calder? Digitization. They they are
2: digitizing everybody's genome, right? That, this 21 and me and all that nonsense. That's all that's about. Yeah. They, we are now living in an era where the medium of exchange, you and I trading money, you know, has very limited value. The people behind this, the World Economic Forum, will tell you themselves that the new medium of exchange is data, and the more data they got, the better it is. Uh, and so, one of the reasons they want to have the the genetic uh, understanding inside of our bodies, which is what this is all about, is because they want the data, they want the control, and they want to actually tie this. You can see there's a there's a patent on this by Gates into um, what is effectively really the matrix of turning people into a battery slash power source yep. into transmitters, but also into cloud computing nodes so that when, for instance, the executive order, it's buy- like
0: the movie, the matrix where they were all plugged in some kind of pod that they lived in. And they, they lived, it was just that they were just sitting there in these pods being vampirized upon. And it was some, it was like a lot. It was like, you know, like, they were like cyborgs essentially in this liquid vat and they were living what they believed to be their real lives, but it was all virtual. And this is, this is what they said. their they want our stated, their, their stated goals is to be is to ultimately upload our consciousness into the cloud. But before you would get there, um, I think you would have some type of these matrix like uh, scenarios for whatever modified cyborg defiled humans they would have now i don't believe it's ever going to get to that point where that's done in mass i don't believe god's going to let it get to that point i think that we would see bible regarding if it was but this if if satan had his way that's what he would do and that's what he is trying to do you know and not to say maybe that maybe that is occurring in underground bases and things of this nature for a certain, who knows, I don't know, but this is what they would like to do.
2: And came out with, I don't know, a month or so ago on digitized uh, currency, central bank digital currency, will be fully programmable down to the cellular level. So for instance, you go on a, on a hike and you expend so much CO2 because it was you know, a rigorous hike, they would be able to track that. And be able to assign a value to that such that it would be a medium of exchange that would have an effect on your carbon credits, your value expressed in terms of carbon credits for a medium of exchange. So your right. universal basic income will be affected by your activities. You'll get paid for the cloud computing that you're doing in the middle of the night when you're sleeping, for instance.
1: That's all envisioned by patents. So, folks, this is no joke. Total so, insanity. First, they they do want a genetic ID fingerprint fingerprint system for the central bank digital currencies, so that no one can use the system without them knowing who you are and no one can, you know, yeah. uh, counterfeit the currency. Or what you can gains. buy. Right, right. Or what you but, can buy or where you can buy it. hundred percent. But the, the, the more important thing that you just said is essentially that the human body through these so-called vaccine injections, the human body becomes a host for yeah. an alternative computational platform that is really a distributed cloud-based system. It's actually a cyborg type of system. So part biology, part cognition through self-assembling nanostructures. Now, in my interview with Karen Kingston, she revealed the patents on this. And I I remember specifically one of the patents talked about, quote, cognitive action at the nanoscale in these tiny particles that look like spike proteins. I mean, they physically resemble spike proteins, but they are cognitive action tiny computational systems that can also adapt to the environment. They can receive information and they can transmit information. So this is a, it's like, this is the Borgification of humanity. Yeah. It's called it that, the the NASA Langley Research Center
2: actually referred to exactly what you and I are talking about as Borg, this new species they refer to as Borg. Having said that, others, for instance, going back, I can't remember the name of the book, Requiem for Mankind or something like that refers to them as Homo Borg Genesis, sorry, Homoborg Genesis, and even dating back a hundred years ago, uh, there were such references that, that this has been envisioned for that period of time nothing is new under the sun so yes, all of that is so
1: so then that means, I mean let's, let's just use deductive reasoning here and logic, if they're transitioning humanity to a, a hybrid Borg uh, yeah, exactly. Synthetic biology system. Yep. And that means that in in their minds, whoever's running this, they already consider humans to be obsolete. Yes, that's
2: right. And I think they're telling us that, right? When you hear uh, Klaus Schwab and his, his buddy Noah Harari, they, they actually say that. They, they are saying that. They, what good are humans? They you know, they could go play video games or whatever. And what I'm saying to you is that there is some value to the humans in, in the patents because they envision us being batteries and computing cloud computing nodes, amongst right. other things.
1: Right. So so the only value of a living human being is to provide a biological environment for the hosting of a SIN system that is serving yeah. the needs of the globalists by carrying out distributed And it's
0: also parasitical. There's also a parasitical component as we will see from Karen Kingston's research, but I won't be able to most likely get to that today. But yeah, it's that's also a component.
1: Computational, uh, you know, blockchain checks or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like, it's the matrix. It is the matrix as a medium of exchange, right? They,
2: they've done a brilliant job of hooking it all together. And by the way, from a legal perspective, I can tell you it's not less than 40, 50 years it took them to put all these pieces in place. And I, I actually have some hope when I can explain it to you, but it, but I'm trying to explain and express to you the the, the, the the way they designed all of this, all these different features coming together at exactly this point in time took a tremendous amount of planning, and it's it's like a Swiss clock, right? All the gears had to match up exactly, and, and that's actually where we have some strength. But yeah, um, the, what you just said, the Matrix was, was not science fiction. It was a plan.
0: Right. Okay, so that was a pretty lighthearted interview, as you've heard. Um you know, no big deal. Stuff we're talking about, and not, not that big of a deal. Um, to continue this, this is um, also, Attorney Todd Calendar being interviewed by Dr. Lee Villet, And this is regarding the cesium-137 and the COVID-vax and other injectable vaccines. Because it's not just the COVID-vax. Evidently, it's in other injectables like insulin as well. And another other Vaxes, um, the 5G can't work without cesium 137 So let's just hear some more on this particular subject here.
4: Wait. So your listeners, Sean, need to understand hospitals are no longer our friends. They are no longer our places. Now
0: she's a medical doctor.
4: Of healing and recovery. They have become medical prisons and the rapid road to death. And, and to treat. Yeah, there's very there places. Steps.
3: Yeah, they're so scary now, and it's the one place where they still enforce the put a mask on when you walk in. You want to visit a patient? Here's a mask, put it on, yeah. which makes no scientific sense whatsoever. So, so this f- is
0: SGT Report, Dr. Vlalette, and, and Todd Calendar interview.
3: Of course. That is one protocol still being mandated by hospitals when you go to visit somebody. It's absolute insanity. That's why this uh, Truth for Health Foundation press conference on Tuesday, November 1st is so important. It's called Stop White Coat Killers. Stop White Coat Killers. I mean, how did we get to this point in Western civilization where white coats, people who have sworn their lives to help people stay healthy, to never do harm, they're suddenly in the business of killing people. It's just madness, Doc.
4: Well, look at my caduceus on my lapel. Do you know why I have the black ribbon behind it? Because I am mourning the death of the oath of Hippocrates and the oath to the patient that my profession has always honored.
0: Dr. Vlad. you should be mourning the fact that you're wearing a caduceus to begin with, which is an absolute total satanic occult symbol. The snakes intertwined around. The poll. Okay. I've done just Keen Caduceus in, in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com. I guess she hasn't gotten the memo on that. She's mourning the death of the what it was already, it was all, always corrupt. I'm sorry. But the modern day medical industry, pharmaceutical cartels were always corrupt from its inception. You can go back to um, Rockefeller, and, the, and, and I played the video on the modern day inception and beginnings it's not just something that just got corrupted like it it reminds me of people that are like oh uh the catholics of only we've only gotten uh it's only gotten bad in catholicism since vatican ii no no catholicism was always wicked and corrupt from its very inception when constantine basically started it okay it was always wicked it was always corrupt you look at the Inquisitions and all the true Christians that they killed, the millions upon millions that the Catholic Church killed under the guise of whatever, of God, I guess. All the horrific ways they tortured them. I've done a whole, just kidding, Inquisitions, Catholic, in the keyword search box. It's like, it was always corrupt. If the foundations be destroyed, which they were with the medical, modern-day medical system, and they were corrupt. With Catholicism. The foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? If something was corrupt from the beginning. I'm not saying the medical profession has not never done any good. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that emergency medicine's bad. And these types of things. And all the people in there are bad. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you. The people that have the purse strings. That started it. Their intentions were not pure. And they were not good. It's a pharmaceutical based system that profits off giving you drugs to the point where you've got to take one medication that's going to produce side effects that they know about then you'll have to take more medications to counter those it never ends and then you finally become a surgical candidate is typically where they want they want you to be totally dependent upon them and it's all based on reoccurring revenue and there's a, a huge gigantic occult aspect with the medical pharma cartels kian sorcery or pharmacia at contendingfortruth.com, I've done whole studies on, you know, the medical profession. So, you know, people like her, it's like you, you're you ignoring the 900 pound gorilla in the room. You're mourning the, behind the caduceus. I mean, uh, anyway, I, I had to say something.
4: Too many white coat professionals today in our hospitals and in our outpatient practices are totally denying their oath to the patient. They are robots and technicians to the insurance companies and the government bureaucrats, and they're being incentivized with government bounties on the lives of patients. Do you know Attorney Dan Watkins, who's filed the Three lawsuits against hospitals in fresno california and leading other remdesivir suits in arizona nevada texas florida maryland and kentucky they have found that in california hospitals are paid over five hundred thousand dollars per covid patient to follow the covid death protocol
0: wow this is half a a million per patient to follow the covid death protocol and that's coming from an MD that I'm sure has colleagues and very good inside information. That's well, not too satanic. I mean, come on.
4: Consonable. And hospitals and hospital CEOs bonuses have been in the millions of dollars
0: during the last three. But you can't. I just haven't been able to figure out how they're going to spend all that extra money in hell. You know, I, I just I. I keep racking my brain trying to think how they're going to spend that in hell and I just haven't been able to figure it out yet. I just need somebody to help me out, I guess. I don't know.
4: Years under the COVID CARES Act and PREP Act immunity. Warner Mendenhall reported not long ago that the Cleveland Clinic average net revenues prior to the COVID pandemic were running three to $400 million a year. In In the last year, the net revenues were $1.2 billion.
0: <laughs> more than- well, the love of money is the root of all evil, and this whole COVID thing sure, certainly played into that for the whole medical pharma cartel in the in the uh, vaccine industry.
4: Three times what they had been net revenues prior to the, all these COVID incentive payments. America needs to wake up and realize what the government is doing on these death protocols and, and the medical prisons. Todd and I have been involved since Todd first reached out to us over a year ago asking for our help with patients trapped in hospitals. We have been working nonstop on hospital rescues. We have a whole COVID strategy team. Nurse Nicole Landers has done heroic work on that we have been involved in many hospital rescues in hospitals across the country some were successful most were not because the hospitals totally denied all patient rights they denied access to advocates they denied access to even attorneys we have an attorney speaker at our press conference who lost her mother-in-law she was on site in the hospital and as an attorney was not able to save her mother-in-law from this death protocol. That's how bad it's become. And you're doing a huge service to help our listeners understand the enormity of what we're up against.
3: Well, we're the three amigos. <laughs> the three amigos. We've got to get the truth out, right. Todd. I love it. It's true. And what I wanted to impart, there's a couple things, that,
2: and one of them that, that Dr. Fleet just hit on. But we've really got to embrace, we've got to understand this is one of many vectors of death that is being pursued against humanity. We're in the middle of a genocide, whether it's a genocide by the shots or, or the death camps we call hospitals or a nuclear exchange is, is almost immaterial. We're under attack as a species. And, and part of that is to genetically modify us, which is what I'm, I'm actually arguing over in the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. But that genetic modification, by the way, is dependent on hydrogel. This is something created by DARPA. And in hydrogel, in the last week we've come to find the most secret and key ingredient in it is cesium-137. And I wanted to get uh, with Dr. Vliet about it. I think she's just become aware of this. The, you know, this is a, a radioactive material and it's in the hydrogel that is also now being included in um, insulin. So they're putting it in all injectables, whether that's your tetanus shot
0: or insulin. They so are. It, this is a reason you may say, well, this is redundant. We just talk, heard about, yeah, but he didn't get into the other, in the other video, how it's in insulin and it's in other injectables and it's in other vaccines. This is something that as a watchman, I need to, Give my listeners a heads up about this type of stuff.
2: They're uploading into people the operating system. That's what that's what this yeah, whole COVID thing exactly. was about: was how to install the hydrogel, how to install the lipid nanoparticles. And and I really wanted to understand from Dr. Vliet. I don't know if she's got there yet. How do we remove cesium one hundred thirty-seven from our bodies? I'd heard the charcoal. Uh, active- I'm going to
0: tell you multiple ways you can do it. Charcoal does it, but you must have. He said he heard activated charcoal. That's that is one way. Better knowledge than I do.
4: I, I'm going to have to do some research on that, Todd, and in getting ready. Do you want
0: to know anything? They're, medically, they're not taught that. They're not taught those types of preventative types of things. Typically, they're just they're just not unless they're really savvy and on the ball and have pursued the um, clinical nutritional aspect on the side. If you're the average medical doctor, gets anywhere from zero to three hours of any kind of and I'm talking the most rudimentary nutritional training in their whole careers. They're, they're not taught this stuff. <laughs> it's it's not in the, in the interest of the business model whereby which they're going to go and represent the medical pharma cartels. It's not in that best interest. So they really like to keep them in the dark about a lot of that stuff.
4: For our press conference, I haven't had time to actually dig into it, but I, I know that you have a team working on it, and together yeah. we're going to figure out options to teach it's people. It's
0: super simple, guys. I'll I'll go over them. It's not, it's super simple. It's, and it's well known. It's if you do the research, it's well. It's actually information that I've covered in previous teachings, specifically regarding cesium one thirty seven.
3: How to fix them? How people fix themselves, I should say. Sorry, Sean. No, I think you're breaking some news here. I hadn't heard that either, Todd. So you're saying that you believe there's cesium-137 in the hydrogels? Yes,
2: Yes, that's right.
3: It's in the hydrogels, and the
2: hydrogels are being put in effectively all injectables. So what we've also come to find is that 5G can't work without cesium-137. And if you were to look, for instance, at the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, Um, They have been tracking cesium-137 levels in people across the world, as has the WHO, the UN, every government effectively. And what we've also come to find, thanks to Lisa, who's a researcher on our team, is that there's a direct correlation between the, the cesium levels and the outbreaks of COVID. Cesium binds to human tissue, in fact it binds to all biologic materials, and it effectively turns them into transistors and amplifiers. It turns people or whatever, cells, living beings, living bodies, into amplified antenna. Um, the, the sending and receiving of signals amplified by virtue of this bonding, of this, this component, this element, cesium-137. So that's what we found is the link between 5G and the installation of the hardware, as Moderna put it.
3: My God. Mm. All right. So- and it's everywhere yeah and uh so we have so much blood money going to these hospitals and nobody knows what's really in these vaccines okay cesium-137 we have karen kingston saying that those parasites that have been discovered in the vaccines are nanotechnology biosynthetic life forms so it's no wonder people are dropping dead i'll do a screen share and uh, look we're on the side of the left and the right here we want everybody to wake up to the bioweapon we want everybody to wake up to the truth but it's the anti-vaxxers that have been right all along. Former Democrat candidate who said, I don't give an F what happens to anti-vaxxers, died suddenly while walking his dog. So, Todd, I'm coming back to you. I don't know how many people realize this, but you are an insurance company executive. And before Dr. Vleet hopped on and I hit record, you said that people are going from fine to dead in 30 days. This is some of the hard data you're seeing. So mm-hmm. it's not just the Democrat walking his dog there. It's all sorts of people. Just dropping yeah. dead. It's sudden adult death syndrome.
2: Yes, that's exactly what it is. And, and what we also know is by virtue of the HIV proteins that they put into the shots, by the time you get three of them, your natural immunity is gone. You don't have it. So what we're coming to find is that people that might have been you know, cancer-free, they beat cancer five years ago, all of a sudden go from no cancer to 30 days later, stage four cancer and death, that any malady will do if, if, they're, if they have no natural.
0: Okay, sorry, that when I'm up on BitChute, I think BitChute is one of the ones that are are targeted and um, one of the platforms that are targeted because there's there's a lot more latitude up here and and I always have these videos seize up regarding that. So I'm gonna try to pick up where he left off here.
2: If they have no natural immunity, anything can kill them. So that's what we're coming to find and see.
4: And the thing is, Sean, we have to stop using the language the left is using to cover up the damage. We've never had a sudden adult death syndrome before. In fact, SADS referred to seasonal affective disorder, which was something relatively straightforward to treat with light therapy. Right. And so they co-opted. Well,
0: light therapy and vitamin D3, because you really need to have at least vitamin D3 which is what you're not getting. I mean, I understand you can say light therapy, the, the the light boxes and things of this nature. That's not going to give you the proper amount of D3 production. The light therapy is going to going to really help the photo um, receptors in the back of the eyes and these types of things. And, and yes, there's a definitely good. It's it's awesome. I would do, I would treat SADS, though with vitamin D3 because the only way you're going to secrete enough D3 is actually through Uh, sunlight exposure apart from actually supplementing with it okay so i i carry like a d3 that's in a food base an enzymatic food base so it's it's a lot more highly assimilated and um i I think that's really the way that that you want to go about getting it and it also has vitamin k1 and k2 which is also essential for uh vitamin d3 activation so that's that's how i would approach sads just those, those two things would be ideal.
4: Acronym, to make it sound innocuous, like, oh, we don't know what's happening. That's total BS. They know exactly what's happening. They planned it. And this is vaccine-induced death syndrome triggered by all of the things that we've been talking about. And for those who would like pharmaceutical career insider reports on the enormity of the lack of safety and the danger of these COVID shots, listen to our whistleblower report where we interviewed the career pharma insiders who have courageously come forward and are exposing all of this information. Alexandra Latapova, who's writing for trialsitenews.com, and Hedley Reese from the UK, who publishes his research and his documentation on Substack. And we they are on our team for the vaccine report, exposing the damage and the dangers. Every two weeks, we have a vaccine report coming out with this team, Dr. Mike Yaden, Dr. Jancy Lindsay, Hedley Reese, Alexandra Ladapova, and, and myself as a practicing physician, helping make sense of what the scientists and pharma insiders are talking about. So we work together. People have got to pay attention to what is known, and we realize that censorship is working over time to stop the flow of the information. That's why your programs are so important. That's why the truth tellers on the Truth for Health team, Vax Choice five small stones people have resources you may have to dig them out but they're there and we're here to help you
3: censorship boy you didn't know the next slide i was going to show but uh what a great segue well done doc you didn't even see this one coming but uh let me do another screen share here so i guess thank god that uh, elon musk is uh making the snowflakes cry over at twitter Maybe Twitter will become a place for truth once again. Oh,
0: please spare me on that. Okay, that's, uh, Elon Musk isn't going to do anything. But that guy's an absolute, you know, Cubot Trump pusher. That's why you won't hear me play very many videos from the SGT report, you know. It's just unbelievable the, the amount of avalanche of information regarding Trump that he has to blatantly ignore in order to keep, you know, his stance. But it's like so many others that are in alternative media do the same thing. I'm sorry, but it's more the norm than it than it is not, unfortunately. Um, my comment is three previous teachings I where I have covered radiation remedies, uh, plus PDF documentation. I give you three different teachings: one from uh, 2012 and one from 2011. There's two parts there. Now I'm going to give you a Cliff Note version of that with the documentation. Uh, If you want the more thorough where I actually talk about this at greater length, I give you three different links there you can click on. Now, the first one he mentioned was activated charcoal, and it does bind and neutralize cesium-137 and other radioactive substances. Piggybacking on its powers of detoxification, activated charcoal can also reduce the effects of radiation. Through the process of, of absorption, activated charcoal attaches to radionucleotides. And it's also, a, it, it just detoxes you in general. It's not like a liver gallbladder detox, though. So don't think if you're doing it, you're doing a liver gallbladder. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't have any effect, but it's not the same as doing a dedicated liver gallbladder uh, detox. It's it's different uh, in, in its action. Um, but it it. It will attach to radionucle- nucleotides in the same way that it attaches to other toxins. See our article 13, Natural Remedies for Radiation Exposure, which is a whole other article in and of itself, for more about... And a lot of the remedies they're covering there, I'm covering now. Um, you can learn more about activated charcoal's ability to neutralize radiation as well as the science behind it. Now, one thing, when you're doing activated charcoal, always do it on an empty stomach, Okay. So what you can do is if you know you're going to eat a bad meal, um, let's say you're traveling or whatever, or you're just in a position where you know you're going to eat probably a meal that's not really good for you, fast food or something like that, um, what you can do is at the start of the meal, I think the best thing to do is take some type of fiber type of, um, the most convenient ways of fiber Fiber type tablet, something that's gonna bind up the contents of what you're eating. Okay. Um I have a couple here. One's called colon sweep. I think it's a tablet, and then another one is a powder. But the powder, the problem is with that is that if you're on the go, powders aren't very convenient. You have to mix it and it thickens super, super quick. It's probably the better option though. And you take that prior to the meal that in of itself is gonna bind up a lot of those toxins. It's gonna to bind up a lot of the bad stuff. And then during the meal, you can do activated charcoal. Now, I know I just told you to take it on an empty stomach, but it, you can use it to bind, to bind things that you know like you're gonna be eating, okay? So I like to do both. If I'm in that position, uh, like six activated charcoal in the middle of the meal, take fiber at the start, maybe some digestive enzymes, you know, and you're going to undo so much of the toxic load. You're going to bind up so much of the toxic load before it's ever absorbed into the bloodstream if you do that. Um, it's also going to get out of the system quicker because the fiber and the things that go on there uh, will, will tend to get it out of the body much faster. Uh, activated charcoal. Um, if you're taking it like for to bind up radiation, you'd want to do it on an empty stomach. You know, probably like five or six capsules, a few times a day. Um, that's the way I would approach it. You, you, the best thing I know for food poisoning. By, I mean, you, if you go to the hospital for food poisoning, they're typically going to pump your stomach with activated charcoal. Now, here's the deal: there, if you know or you suspect you just got food poisoning, you do the activated charcoal within uh, at least an hour it's typically gonna work pretty good. The longer that stuff stays in your system, though, the more it has a chance to work. The activated charcoal isn't gonna work as good because it's already in the system. So in that case, you'd wanna do activated charcoal, get a whole bunch in you, and then take choline, which is the big one you hear me talk a lot about for liver. It defats the liver, it breaks down gallstones naturally, and it's super good for the gallbladder and defatting the liver and emulsifying the bile and things of this nature um choline is is really good if you know you've had food poisoning and you're trying to get it out of the bloodstream via the liver into the gallbladder which will then get excreted into the stomach and then it'll pass out um out of the system uh, via the gastric juices and these types of things um so choline is If it's, if it's already in the system. Okay. So like, if you're traveling, this is really good information to know. You always take activated charcoal and choline with you. You, you could potentially save yourself from ruining a whole vacation just from having those two things with you. I mean, it's that big of a deal. I have, I have prevented, I can't tell you how many bouts of food poisoning just with activated charcoal, you know? So I'm just what I'm telling you could save you a tremendous amount of misery and and it's not neither of those products are, are expect- I don't sell I don't carry activated charcoal you can get it at I I think at about any health food store I probably even a lot of drug stores you can get it at I do carry the choline but again you could get that at any health food store and I mean the drug stores I don't know what kind of version you're going to get if there's a whole bunch of other st- stuff in the product you know I'd caution you but um it's it's pretty common as well. All right. So then the next thing, and I'm not gonna get I'm gonna do more of a cliff note version on all this. Apple pectin is one of the most effective means of protecting against radiation. When consumption of contaminated food becomes unavoidable, pectin preparations in this particular case apple. Pectin. Now I know there's citrus pectin. I don't know if it works as good as apple. So I'm just gonna stick with apple pectin uh, along with vitamins and minerals. Have demonstrated a high. Effi- efficacy for eliminated incorporated radionucleotides um like the cesium-137 the recommended dose is five grams once or twice a day for one month and four times a year now these are people that were like exposed to like nuclear radiation meltdowns and stuff or in those areas and um again i'm not going to go through all the particulars of this but they they put this apple pectin additive in this thing called vitapect which has like vitamins in it too to me, you're defeating the purpose. Apple pectin is going to act like a fiber, and the fiber is going to bind to whatever you put it with. So, I, I'm not big for taking, putting a whole bunch of stuff with fiber, like vitamins, because you're going to bind up the vitamins and then you're not going to absorb them. So, I think that's not the best way to go. Um, apple pectin additive VitaPect with clean nutrition appears to be 50%. 50% more effective in decreasing levels of cesium-137 than just clean nutrition alone. Um, A clinical study of 94 children, 7 to 17 years of age, divided into two groups according to their their initial levels of cesium-137 contamination, determined by whole body counting, and then given the VitaPect, pectin orally for 16 days, five grams twice a day, revealed both a significant decrease in cesium-137 levels and marked improvement in their electrocardiograms. Uh, from 1996 to 2007 a total of more than 160,000 Belarusian children received and I'm sure they were around I don't know if it was you know uh, one of those nuclear radiation things that broke down in the in the Eastern Bloc countries but probably was they received 160,000 Belarusian children received uh, the pectin food additives. During an 18 to 25 days of treatment, 5 grams twice a day. As a result, levels of cesium-137 in children's organs decreased after each course of pectin additives by an average of 30 to 40%. So, I don't think, I mean, um, I would, I, if if it was me, I'd do like, you know, I'd, do, I'd combine stuff. I'd do like the activated charcoal by itself and then I would do the pectin by itself. These are not expensive products. Okay, so again, are the, if these are things you don't have, and I don't sell apple pectin either, but what I did is I just went up on like um, eBay, and you can get apple pectin from Now Foods. It's non-GMO. It's not now if you want to go the the extra thing, get organic. I'm just I know, you know, money's tight, and this is good a good happy medium. Apple pectin, non-GMO by Now Foods, 120 caps for twelve thirty-six, or you can get their their um, powder. Which is probably a little more economical as far as for the amount you end up getting, and that's that's fourteen ninety nine. Anyway, I give you links to those. I don't. I'm not. I don't have any financial interest in any of that. And then another one is DMSO. You've heard me talk a lot about that in the time. That's also another antidote for radiation poisoning. And then bacon soda and sea salt, uh all natural remedy for combating radiation exposure in cancer. Uh, there's a whole. There's a whole report on that. Then bentonite clay is another one, a safe and effective detox from radiation. Again, I would kind of do most of these separately if you're going to do them. Um, let them work in and of themselves. Each one of them are going to have a different way and action of working. Bentonite clay would be pretty similar, though. Uh, it would be pretty similar to activated charcoal, and it would also even be similar, a little similar to pectin. But I really wouldn't combine them. Because I really wouldn't want the binding so much to one another. I'm afraid you might lose some of the uh, efficacy of that. Uh, then the other one, which a lot of you have probably heard, is just using potassium iodide. And I like... The one I carry has potassium iodide and potassium iodine, which is the two active forms of, of iodine. Now, it's there's other forms out there. There's nascent iodine. There's the kind that Jones sells um the x2 which actually is a really good form the deep crystal iodine that's a very good form too um you can use this following a nuclear incident and um this report starts out by saying today i submitted the research of my results regarding safe use of potassium iodide along with a list of resources you can use in your now this is a totally different mechanism to kick and in this particular case this is only going to work on okay so that that's actually called you know radioactive iodine iodine 131 is the the technical name anyway this goes it tells you some about the thyroid gland this is in the pdf i'm not going to get into all this i've i've probably got way into this before it tells you about potassium iodide and again i like to use the the versions i have have the potassium iodide and the potassium iodine i don't like to put all my eggs in one basket if i can avoid it and it has both active versions or two active versions I should say now remember the the pills that they advocate for this I don't sell anything on that scope these are like if you've been hit with a nuclear bomb or you're in a nuclear fallout area and you're taking this to survive so the dosages they're recommending and I list the dosages out here are enormous okay they're short-term and understand You can achieve especially if you're already getting iodine in the diet, um, you may already be at a level where your iodine, not ninety percent of iodine in the body is stored in the thyroid. And ten percent in other glands, depending on if you're a male or female. So ninety percent is stored in the in the thyroid. Okay, which has a lot to do with your metabolism and even your immune system, and there's interaction with the kidneys and other glands and things of this nature so um you can reach saturation level of iodine in the thyroid especially if you're already taking some iodine very quickly so this would not these dosages i don't really believe would so much apply to somebody that was already taking iodine um because you can reach saturation and then when you reach saturation you're going to get their side effects like um, skin rashes, swelling of the salivary glands, burning sensation in the mouth, a brassy taste of the mouth, sore teeth and gums, um, symptoms of a, of a head cold. You can have the worst pounding headache. I've taken too much before, and it's like this horrible occipital headache, like in the back of your head, pounding. And so understand that you can achieve iodine saturation pretty pretty quick in some people, and. If you did that, I wouldn't just keep plowing these pills. Because these pills are really, really, really heavy duty. The ones that they're recommending here. Okay? I mean, they're recommending for anybody over 18 or 150 pounds, 130 milligrams of iodine per day. I have never advocated any more than 50 per day. And that's for somebody that's really, really super deficient in... It's even saying, though, they're called KI tablets um, once a day for 7 to 10 days. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about this lately with all the threat of nuclear war. So I've had more inquiries from my listeners about this. And um, I I think it's just wiser to be on iodine just because of all of the health benefits. With all the benefits to metabolism, um, for your immune system, uh, for weight loss, for just so many things it's good for um so if you're already on it and you're you've already got a good level if god forbid you were a nuclear fallout pattern you wouldn't have to get so aggressive with these dosages okay um remember iodine is one of the things they removed out of the food supply on purpose by design okay they um they used to um put it in bread and then they removed it out of bread and um uh substituted bromine bromine is a halogen it's the same periodic table group as iodine the same as chlorine and the same as fluoride which we have heard me talk so much about fluoride bromine and chlorine are bad halogens okay and they still though Halogens have a high affinity for the thyroid gland, so if you're getting a lot of chlorinated water with the fluoride in it, and eating and then eating a lot of things with bromine in it, they put it in different things like in um, I know Gatorade had bromelated stuff in it and bread and things of this nature, um, and you're not taking any extraneous iodine. Well, you you're probably your thyroid's probably filled to the brim with chlorine, fluoride, and bromine. If you take iodine, it will start to kick those things, those those bad halogens out of the thyroid. But if you're just putting them back in by drinking garbage water, that's putting it back in, or in eating the wrong types of things, then you're just plain. It's it's like again, it's like you have a bag with holes in it. You know, they used to try to they used to put it in salt. Don't believe they're doing that anymore. They used to put iodine in salt. They don't they don't do that. Many. Anyway, the kind of salt that you're gonna get in a store like Morton salt. I wouldn't use that type of salt anyway. I would use a good Himalayan pink salt that's mined that we know is not contaminated. Sea salt, you don't know what you're getting because it came from the sea and the seas are polluted. But if it's a mined pink Himalayan salt, you're gonna get all the minerals and stuff like that. Now you're not gonna really get iodine, I don't think in that. I haven't really done the research on if There's a ton of iodine in pink Himalayan salt, but um, it's it's one of the staple products I really recommend people to take okay um i've got i've got a couple i got one from biotics and another one that i have um they're they're both really good the biotics is a little lighter dosage um the iodorol is the more the one that if you went to a medical doctor and he prescribed you an iodine product he'd probably uh, prescribe you iodorol i like the biotics one though because it's more of, more of a natural type of product a little more natural than the iodoral, but anyway those are the ones i carry but they're not they're not on these dosage levels that they're recommending if you get hit with a uh like a nuke or something you could just always take more though anyway i give you some information about the ones i carry here and um and then in the pdf and then other information on if you want to get these other ones just to have them Thyrosafe and life extension potassium iodide tablets just in case to have them and i you know sure absolutely it's it's not a bad idea uh then nine things you can do to reduce your risk of radiation exposure uh i'll let you read that and because i've covered all this before in previous studies here and then proven and then the next subject is proven effective radiation detox protocols two other things that are super good for eliminating radiation spirulina and coriella in chernobyl five grams of spirulina for 45 days was used successfully against radiation poisoning that's all they say but coriella algae has also been shown to be radioactive protective studies showed the spirulina reduced urine radioactivity by 50 percent after 20 days uh so the institute of radiation safety in belarus here we go with belarus again developed a special program to treat 100 children every 20 days with spirulina so they've used apple pectin they've used spirulina over there they've used um coriella these types of things uh furthermore the healing occurred during the continuous presence of radiation as well as the presence of radiation of contaminated food and water sources because of the um uh, fukushima or not not fukushima i'm sorry. Uh, chernobyl in particular spirulina given to children with accumulated high doses of radionucleotides reduced radioactive cesium the cesium-137 notice no side effects were registered only by spirulina or coriella from certified heavy metal free sources okay now i do i do have one product that is like a shotgun product that has it has apple pectin has spirulina it has coriella it has it's it's like a very really super good green product and it's called uh da Vinci labs spectra greens and it's just a super super good green drink powder drink you, you drink like once a day and that that's a really super good one too um that's kind of a shotgun product has a whole bunch of other stuff in it as well all right let's see where we're at on time here okay so i still have some more time here um, this next one is beyond evil first world's first robotic arms assembling via nanotech inside the COVID-19 vaccines. You can literally see this stuff in real time. What is And now I've played many of these types of videos, but none that I've really ever saw like under a time-lapse like this. And um, this is a Dr. David Nixon. The guy sound I don't know if, if he's got, I'm assuming he's got some type of cognitive problem here. So he's, he sounds a little drunk. I'm hoping that's not what it was. I'm, I'm assuming it's not. Um, but I just want you to, uh, I kind of like, uh, when you hear him, you're going to be like, whoa, this is a doctor." doctor's kind of sounds a little weird, but, um, I'm, I'm assuming maybe he has some kind of cognitive difficulty. Uh, Dr. David Nixon joins us to reveal footage never seen before anywhere in the world. Time-lapse footage of the nanotechnology inside the COVID-19 injections, assembling robotic arms that guide the nanotechnology development. Now, the only way you're going to be able to fully appreciate this is to actually watch the video. It's mind-blowing. And I'm only gonna play about four minutes because it's it's pointless for me to play something you can't visualize and see, but I would encourage you to go do that. So let's go ahead and roll this video here.
5: Well, we're joined now by Dr. David Nixon from Australia. Dr. Nixon called me today and said, there is something that you need to see. I've never seen anything like it. He's been studying the Pfizer vials under the microscope, and he's witnessing the most astounding uh, nanotechnology that's forming under this. He's also seen that, that, sorry, once it's exposed to regular temperatures, how it's forming, he's also witnessed how it stops forming inside a Faraday cage. And Dr. Nixon joins us now to talk about his findings. Dr. Nixon, thank you so much for your time.
0: The reason it stops forming in a Faraday cage... Which is basically it's not letting any EMFs get through the cage is because it it like I had said before it's the 5G and whatever other type of technology are actually instructing the nanotech inside the vaccine recipients to assemble the signal that it's absorbing and again it's the cesium 137 evidently is, is is a signal amplifier whether it's the 5G cell phones smart phones, 5G base stations, or whatever, maybe even 4G, are instructing the nanotech to assemble in a particular manner inside their bodies. Now, it can also happen inside one of the vaccine ampules, and that's why they store them at 80 below zero or whatever, because they do not want that nanotech to be assembling inside the um, vaccine valve. So that's why they have to keep them so cold until the point where they inject them into you. Your body temperature, obviously, everything's gonna warm up, and then that is what actually will, um, uh, it gives your body the ability for that process to happen. But it's not gonna happen when they're 80 below or 60 below zero, okay? And that's why they storm so cold.
6: Good evening, parents.
5: I, I, I mean, I, I've, I've just seen this recording right before you and I started recording this interview. This is absolutely astounding. I've not seen anything like it before. What, and, and you're saying this is, how many hours of footage is this before you're able to play us this short clip?
6: Uh, it's three hours, um, it's three hours long, and I'll speed it up so that it lasts about a minute.
5: Okay, let's...
0: So three oh. hours, and he'll speed it up so it lasts about a minute.
5: Just get straight into it and play the footage for everyone, and let's talk about what's actually going on here. Can we do that?
0: Yes.
6: Okay. So this is a
5: Pfizer vial, right?
6: Correct. This is approximately four drops of Pfizer vaccine on a glass slide. There four are...
0: drops of Pfizer vaccine on a glass slide.
6: You're looking at, um, originally I put the first drops on in about August, but I put a first drop on it last night. And this is one of the crystal squares in the middle that we're focused attention on in the past. So
0: there's a crystal square in the middle of this this vaccine, uh, of this microscopic slide that they're focusing on.
6: Yes. And this is currently playing in real time. And as you can see, nothing appears to be moving at all. Right. But these these fragments here, these are the bits and flotsam and jetsam that we see when we're looking at the liquid vaccine down the microscope.
0: So there's all this other stuff around it that appears to be not moving, but when you do time lapse, you actually see that they're moving. It's just incredibly slow and they're they're assembling. And again, this assembly does not take place in a Faraday cage. There's a guy that I played oh a couple months ago, maybe 3 months, a guy in Central America that did the same exact thing and noticed the exact same thing that it didn't they didn't assemble in a Faraday cage meaning this is why the 5g and maybe 4g and these emfs are so important because it instructs the things inside them to assemble the nanotech inside them to assemble
6: we've been assured by other people that these are of no concern but look what happens when i speak this up. i'm moving the cursor it's apparent that we're dealing with Wow. Something completely different from self-assembly. Wow.
0: I mean, you really should see this. If there's anything you want to watch today, <laughs> take the time. <laughs> Go into the PDF. You know, everything I put out is free. Um, it's, you'll find it. It's the uh, Robotic Arms Assembly via Nanotech inside COVID-19 vaccines. Click on that video and watch it for yourself.
6: This is nano-construction. I don't even begin to understand how far ahead of where we thought our technology
5: was i am i mean I, this I'm is a-
0: this borgification we are being assimilated we do have and again if you got the COVID shot you do have these things for i mean unless you've done maybe a tremendous amount and prayed and in repented and in in uh, done knack and all of a sudden... I don't know. That's between you and God. But I'm just saying that if just the normal recipient, man, this is what's going on in their body. And it is mind-blowing.
5: Absolutely astounded at this. So when you say it's it's beyond nanotechnology, what, is, this, is this intelligently assembling itself?
6: Absolutely. But it's not, it's not assembling itself. That's the whole point. It's actually being assembled. It's actually... This is actually um essentially i guess it's micro construction because this is 200 times magnification
5: when and you it's say it's assembling itself are you saying that the that <clears throat> someone is controlling the assembly through frequencies or the frequencies are causing it to assemble itself all
6: right. with reference to the square the square is not assembling itself
0: right it's now again, there are right angles i mean there's a square and then within like another square within like another square i mean these are right angles and again in time lapse it's just so mind blowing these are not you don't normally don't see right angles in nature you know or in bloodstreams or things of this nature i mean this is this is not of god this is really really evil
6: square the structure is being assembled it's being put together by essentially micro machinery, which is coordinated. And if you focus in this corner here on the top left there, you yes. can see that nanobot or microbot pulling the edge of the square out. Um, I mean, you can't see anything in real time. Nothing seems wow. to be happening
0: just crazy anyway that video goes on to about the 20 minute mark and it's just kind of pointless for me to play anymore you're not able to see it you you need to go see it for yourself um so a listener i I sent this to a longtime listener and she said she's a um uh like a high level lab tech at at a hospital and she says okay I believe this is the crystal I'm seeing in everyone's urine. So urine has crystals. And part of my job when I perform a urinalysis is to identify crystals by sight only. I have never worked anywhere that takes the time or has the materials to fully identify the crystals. So almost everyone has crystals in their urine like this. I never saw these before the COVID shot. That's beyond noteworthy. Just about everyone has them now. I'm telling you, this is so mind-blowing and insane next report proof the truth the truth about the COVID, the quantum dot technology nanotech exposed in the messenger rna jabs the covid kill shots are for the destruction of humanity and creating an evil humanity 2.0 that's the stated goal of transhumanism to create a humanity 2.0 that's not fully human it's part cyborg Karen Kingston has has found another patent that she says is critical for understanding the real truth about the COVID vaccines. This time, the patent is for quantum dot technology. Um, Quantum dot technology can be used for for, for trace and trace tech. It can also be used in gene editing.
7: Welcome back. So Karen Kingston found another patent that she says is critical for understanding the real truth about the COVID shots. This time, the patent is for quantum dot technology. Quantum dot technology can be used for trace and trace tech. It can also be used in gene editing, which means that it can be used as part of vaccines. Well, Karen believes that this is exactly what's happening. And she chronicled this in a recent post on her Substack blog, quote, the electromagnetic fields and frequencies emitted by quantum dots can cause emotional, psychological, and physical disease and dysfunction in our bodies. Quantum dot can be used as neuro weapons and can cause severe disruptions to your emotion, energy, physical abilities, and your ability to think straight i.e. brain fog. It's evident that the COVID-19 injections contain nanotechnology that can host electromagnetic fields and receive signals. People are magnetic and are suffering from rapid onset of neurological disorders and hallucinations, sometimes resulting in death. Well, Kingston sent our show some additional information that we feel is important for you to know. We'll talk about that with her in a few moments. Quote, once the EUA is lifted for COVID-19, Legally, this executive order could have been stopped by Congress under standard FDA law. Under standard FDA law, no gene editing experiments can be conducted in humans without animal trials first.
0: But that was predicated on the EUA being lifted. Emergency use authorization. But because the vaccines, the kill shots were all instituted under emergency use authorization, they could do whatever they wanted. And there was no liability risk. You couldn't sue anybody. Okay, And that's exactly why they did it. So there would be no repercussions and that they could do whatever they wanted. But under this, you could perform gene editing experiments can be conducted in humans without animal trials first. And that's why they were so flagrant and they did what they did. And they view it from a Kabbalistic Luciferian standpoint as all on the up and up.
7: The legal hurdle will be overridden with Senator Rand Paul's latest bill that he passed through the Senate, which allows manufacturers to skip animal trials if researchers are confident in moving forward with human trials. So good
0: old Senator Rand Paul is really looking out for us. So that they won't have to worry about that legal hurdle of the gene editing experiments. So maybe they can take it off emergency use authorization. And good old Senator Rand Paul doing his level best for Satan will, this will allow manufacturers to skip animal trials. If researchers are, if the satanic Luciferian medical pharma cartel researchers are confident in moving forward with human trials, regardless of animal trials. And you know the human trials will be rigged anyway. So thank you Rand Paul. Again, right left paradigm, two sides of the same wicked coin for the vast majority of these devils,
7: regardless of animal trial results. The majority of our House and Senate representatives are not invested in the American people. They are invested in big pharma and biotech. Yep. This is a select list of biotech and pharma companies who are manufacturing the lipid nanoparticle technologies. The bioweapons that big pharma and government can use to contaminate our food, vitamins, supplements, clothing, and water supply will destroy our nation and humanity. Unquote. It's really heavy stuff. We need to hear a whole lot more about this. And to that end, Karen Kingston joins us now. Karen, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thank
8: you, Stu. Um, Yeah, today what I'm gonna report on that's so critical is that quantum dot, Q dot, uh, is in all of the COVID-19 technologies. And this is, it's there. I'm as confident that it's in there as I was when I reported on graphene oxide. So Q dot is literally a track and trace gene editing diagnostic technology that also can do um, gene editing inside cells. Now, Dr. Jane Ruby was on your show yesterday reporting on the um, peer-reviewed publication that talked about the in vitro gene editing that's done with SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19. That means it's done in the cells. So what QDOT allows to happen is mRNA is not a successful technology. It has to be done in the cells and inside the animal's body. So I'm just going to go through the evidence real quick with your audience. So if you go to Moderna's website, there is a master patent for the lipid nanoparticle technologies. Within that patent, you're going to find patent number zero two two eight five six five. That's the patent. Now this is, for is
0: straight from Moderna's website.
8: Q dot for quantum dot.
0: And they've it's got a Q dot quantum dot, and I believe that's hydrogel um, patent right in their own right on their own website
8: by Life Technologies and who, she's
0: showing the website she's showing the United States patent application um, right here the whole thing with the barcode and everything it's its right here it's not like she's making this stuff up it was filed in March 16th 2012 so that, that a lot of this stuff was very heavily predetermined this was like you know over uh, 10 years ago here
8: acquired by Thermo Fisher Scientific and what, it, what QDOT does is it does um, penetrates the cells to actually extract the DNA, can target DNA. It uses a technology called FISH, which literally stands for Fluorescent In-Situ in situ Hybridization. The point of FISH it, with, with the QDOT is to go to cells, target the cells, read the genetic sequences, and then from those genetic sequences, slice and dice will slice silence, and then replace it with new genetic sequences.
0: Good. So it's totally modifying your DNA, so you're not fully human anymore. Was what it sounds like to me.
8: The quantum dot technology. There are trillions of them within the pegylated lipid nanoparticles that then go and they actually track each individual cell in the human body. You can go to Thermo Fisher's website and you can look up Q dot and Q dot probe and Q dot tracker. It is for in vivo tracking of cells and hybridization of those cells. So there's a couple of things I want to point out and and they can go straight to the Thermo Fisher website. The COVID-19 injections as well as the COVID-19 products that contain the quote unquote spike protein which is a pegylated lipid nanoparticle encapsulated quantum dot changes your genome forever. I'm just going to read straight from Thermo Fisher's website. (laughs) So pegylated quantum dots, we know pegylated lipids are in the injections, can be coupled to biomolecules using amine-reactive cross-linking chemistries. Q dot carboxyl quantum dots can be coupled to amino-containing biomolecules by amine amine linkages generated by EDAC-mediated condensation. What that means, Stu, is using photons, using light, um, quantum dot can get into literally the amino acid sequences of, of, of RNA and DNA, disrupt it, and then it's permanently coupled and integrated into our
7: DNA. So what's the end result of this to a person that's been injected?
8: Well, right, so um, as, you, as you read through the whole technology, I just, I just want to make that clear. Um, what happens at a cellular level is the technology hijacks the individual cell. It starts to do uh, genetic editing technologies, and it merges. So your cells now are part technology Mm -hmm. and part human. And there actually goes through this... So you're a
0: cyborg, which is what I've been warning about all this time, that has had your DNA modified, which is the other part. So they're trying to make you non-human on two... Well, at least on two different levels. That's from a cyborgian standpoint, meaning you're part human, part machine. And then also... Deleting genes and modifying and splicing your DNA inside you through all this horrific, satanic uh, patents and and technology they're putting into you so that you're not fully human anymore as well.
8: Apoptosis process, so it kills the cell and creates a new hybrid cell. So that's one of the things that happens. But quantum dot is considered an electronic device, right? So it, it also, it's an intelligent technology. We've gone through this before on your show. So the, the cells are now receiving signals in your body and can receive directions, and they can also communicate with one another. Um, so, so ultimately, you will have no free will there's no free will, your body has been taken over. So when you show the videos of people who are having those hallucinations, so that's when the quantum dot, and you go through my substack, that, that's when this technology is targeted for the central nervous system in the brain. It can penetrate the blood brain barrier within uh, 30 minutes and start rebuilding uh, your neural network. So those people, they're, I mean, we think of the word hallucinations, but to them it's very real. Whatever uh, terrorizing, demonic thing that they're going through, it's very real. Uh, if there is a technology that can uh create hell on earth and trap you there it would be this technology uh but you know at the end of the day the the quantum dot is used to create we are the new hybrids that's what they're doing they're creating new a new hybrid species so if you go through thermo fisher's website this is supposed to be used in mice right so they it's they they use it in vivo which means in in body um track and trace for mice And and i think it's important for people to to know um that it's used, it's, 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 it's photons, it's it's light signals. So the LED lights play a vital role in activating this technology. I mean, it says right here, Q dot nanocrystals can be excited using a single light source. So that's that's the LED light sources as and well. And how
0: much more so those, the purple lights that we talked to, the LED purple street lights.
8: But it also um, talks about how they're injected through the mice's tail uh, and they, um, they uh, integrate into the cells. But they don't—they uh, don't then affect other cells. But it's, it's a generational infection. So once they uh, integrate into one cell, as that cell continues to um, regenerate right. uh, or produce new material, uh, it will have this new quantum dot integrated into its DNA.
7: So
0: your offspring will be def- defiled
7: as well. The purpose of putting this technology into a so-called vaccine. Um, this is this is this is.
8: Covid nineteen is is about the destruction of humanity. Yes, um, exactly. it's a war on humanity. It's not for a vaccine. It's to, to
0: pre planned targeted mass genocide, as I've been saying.
8: Destroy God's creation, uh, and to and to create a new demonic creation.
7: So world because governments it, across the planet have exactly. declared open war on citizens of the world. Absolutely.
8: Yeah. I mean this is this has never been i mean do does anyone really think this is still about public safety and health
7: no, not this audience no of course yeah. not
8: no, no this has always been about um god there are people out there that are nihilists they think life is pointless they think uh, they believe in god and they and they hate god and this is about spiting god and yes. destroying his children yes so, so that, that is what this has always been about and because
0: he came to kill steal and destroy and they want to do the same thing satan their father wants them to do now i am so far over on time i hope this uploads god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio